everybody, and welcome to a brand new spooky special. Okay, can we do this without you laughing? Sorry, it was, I was not expecting you. We press record and Sierra immediately goes into choir mode. No, I was trying to sing the Haunted Mansion theme song. Anyway. Oh, is that what that was? Yeah, it's from Haunted Mansion where they go. Oh, how does it go? It doesn't ring a bell. Welcome back to Fingers Crossed. We are your hosts. I'm Sierra. And I'm Christy. And we're here to deliver the spooks, the creeps, the heebie-jeebies of your spine. <laughs> and all of those wonderful, creepy, crawly feelings that we love in October, November, and all those spooky times. So... Do you actually, though? Sierra doesn't like to be scared. No, I, I don't like... I mean, I like the creepiness of Halloween and the spooky, but I just don't like not being able to sleep at night. Like I was saying, I like... I, the idea of watching scary movies if after the movie's over I can forget it ever happened. We are here today for a very special episode. Last week we had our first guest and now we're having our very first special edition episode. So today is all about spooky, all about Halloween, and it's going to be coming out um, on... The week of Halloween. This weekend is Halloween when you're listening to this. Very exciting. So to lead up to it this week... We have plenty of spooky, scary stories for you. We I do. can't say spooky without saying spooky, scary. Spooky, spooky, scary skeletons. Also say that five times fast. Spooky, spooky scary skeletons. Spooky, scary skeletons. Scooby, oh no. Skeleton. Scooby, spooky. Scooby doos. It's definitely not a traditional Halloween season, but you know we're making the best of what we got. And something that we can do that's fun is have a spooky podcast episode because. Anyone can listen to that at a distance. <laughs> Perfect. So. so we basically collected a lot of stories on our Instagram. You guys know the drill at Fingers Cross Pod and at our email. And we got the chills reading them by ourselves. And now Sierra read half and I read half. So I haven't heard hers. Well, I've read a couple of them, but she hasn't read mine. So it'll be, we're going to be like creeping each other out reading these out loud. Um, but first we're going to just kind of talk about how like our own experiences, you know, if we believe in ghosts, like scary stories, things that have happened to us. And then we will bring in your stories because obviously you guys have some wild ones. I was like, well, this seems like a episode of Ghostbusters or what was that show on? Um, I think it was on like the Discovery Channel. It was like Ghost Hunters. Ghost I used Hunters? To yeah, yeah, watch yeah. That. My friend and I used to watch that all the time and we tried so hard. We literally wrote into them and like made a fake video like trying to get them to come to our oh hometown. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm sure that if that's their profession, they know the difference between between eight year old girls yeah, trying to get and into someone who's actually having a haunting in their home. Right. So we have a lot to get through. So happy Halloween, everyone. Hope you're doing something fun safely. But in the meantime, get ready for some spookiness. And before that, we have some spooky, scary lemons, lemons of the week. <laughs> My lemon this week was me being an idiot, which we all know is the best kind of lemon, <laughs> is when you victimize yourself by doing something dumb. Hey, so we, basically, we all make mistakes. Yeah. Um, this week, I was visiting a friend and she like, I was picking her up and I was parking in her parking garage and I was just so excited to see her. And you know, when you like, just like catching up with someone and as soon as you see them, you're like, ah, blah, 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 and you're just like chatty and excited and completely distracted from the things you should be focused on. And so I was backing out of this spot in her parking garage. And granted, I have not parked in a parking garage or driven through them in like months, or I guess I never really do. Because when I'm in bed driving, I've never been in a parking garage. So I'm just like not conscious of the things you should be in a parking garage. And um, I start immediately turning because I was like, Oh, no one's next to me. Like I have to get out. I'm at the end of this garage. And I'm just talking to her. And I did not look both ways when I started turning. And the mirror got 
swiped by not swiped. <laughs> That's a well, I guess, yeah. You swiped it. I swiped a pole in the parking structure and the mirror is now damaged. So um I, that's my lemon is I damaged this mirror and I was just caught up talking to her and I just was not being as careful as I should have been. So um, my lemon is that I have to go get that fixed and pay for it and such because it is not my car. So, I mean, obviously I would do that if it were my car anyway, but you know, there's just like, I was, I'm borrowing my sister's car and I feel so guilty in the first place. And I, this is why I don't like like borrowing people's cars, letting pe people borrow mine because I just feel this like it's, compounded when something happens you know yeah. even if it's out of your control in this case it was very much in my control and no one else was involved um you know the lemonade no one was hurt it was just me being stupid but it's okay we will fix and you it. weren't hurt that's important too. yeah um you know it's just life sometimes those things happen everything is fine it's fine everything is great luckily it didn't like fall off like if it had been completely like it's still on the car and i was able to position it back in place but the mirror itself is just like kind of shattered but the outer pieces like it actually broke in a pretty good way for me to still drive it because the outer pieces are still big enough where i can see like i can use the mirror what i was afraid of most was like i wouldn't be able to see out of it and like driving back on the freeway not having a rear view mirror would have been very dangerous um but like it's still usable in the meantime until i get it fixed so that's good and yeah it still is even controlled like i can still move it with the electronic controls in the mm. car so something's still attached so it yeah. could be worse but definitely not ideal anyway that's my lemon this week sierra back to you <laughs> I have backed into a yellow pole in a parking garage more than once and gotten oh, no. like yellow paint on oh, my bumper. Sucks. And so you, I mean, it didn't like dent it really bad, but I have backed into a yellow pole in a parking garage in Portland in my old truck. And that one, the she's pole, a truck driving girl. Yeah, she's I a was. Truck driving girl. The pole took more damage than my truck on that one, oh, but good. I got some yellow paint. And then in my old parking garage at my old apartment that I used to live at, um, I backed into a yellow pole in that garage with my Mazda and got yellow mm. paint on the back of my bumper. What is it about yellow poles? You have some sort of curse. Well, they paint them yellow so that you see them. Clearly, uh, it doesn't work backfired. for me. <laughs> so for me, um, I'm just going to give... You guys all know the ongoing lemon of my computer drama that's been happening of me not having a computer for going on a month now. Grateful to say that my lemon has turned into lemonade because I got my computer back from the tech shop it had been at for over a month and it was a cable issue, which is what we hoped for, meaning that it was not the hard drive that failed, it was just the cable, so meaning, you know, the, the communicator piece between you know, the brains and body of the computer, essentially. So they've replaced the cable. I have my computer back. All my data is there. Um, I was able to turn it on and use it for my online acting class last night. So everything is great. And as soon as we're done recording today, I'm going to go home and back it up and all will be well with that. Back so, it up like a tongue So that is my very exciting, happy ending lemonade to that ongoing frustrating lemon. Um, and I definitely will not make that mistake again about not having a backed up phone and computer because you never know when that could go wrong. And now both of those things have bitten me in the butt in the last year. So 
definitely back up your phones, back up your computers, and stop, uh, drop, roll, and back up your device absolutely. as we speak, as you're listening to this. It can get very scary very fast in theme with this episode. <laughs> yeah, scary things, losing all of your data. So very that's true. also kind of my fingers crossed, I guess. Fingers crossed, looking forward to using my laptop this upcoming week and having my own autonomy over my. Uh, technological work schedule once again so that's exciting good and i'm also really just looking forward to things coming up for this week for halloween um on sunday i'm carving pumpkins with a couple of friends and then me sophie and christy are uh, planning a group costume together that we're very excited about and we've been shopping for that together and whatnot and planning it out so very excited for that as well and just doing our best to make are you keeping it a mystery what it is oh I'm, yeah i'm not telling you oh okay you guys will have to guess Spooky, scary, guess our costume. <laughs> yeah. It's a, a three-person costume. But, I mean, it could have been... There's a, a lot of three-person it, costumes. It, but it could have been more. We just kept it to three. Okay, there you go. That's a good... So that's that a That rules hint. out, like, Ed and Nettie. That rules yes. out the... Um, three Dale, Stooges. Squale. Wait, what are the... the... Huey, Dewey, and Lewis? <laughs> yes. Dale and Squale? Who are you? The Three Stooges. The, that rules out the Powerpuff Girls. Larry, Moe, and Curl. <laughs> There's a lot of things it So could it's be. none of those. It's something that could have had more characters... But we are just picking three of them for this instance. So we are very excited. And it is something slightly spooky. It's slightly not like spooky. a cutesy costume. Yeah, no cutesy candy corn bumblebee people. That was Sierra's first choice. I was. We told her not to. Anyway, my fingers crossed for next week also ties into that. I'm just excited for the Halloween. It's just like a nice distraction from even if you're not doing anything that you normally would on Halloween. Like just, I don't know, getting in the spirit, making spooky crafts, making spooky treats or costumes just for fun at home like whatever it is it's just a nice distraction from the craziness that is the world right now we should make like pumpkin cookies or something we Some should kind of like themed i know i'm all about that spooky treat um and also going along with that is the weather this week is so nice and cool here in la it is in the 60s today i'm not it even is. kidding and that is unreal. 60s and cloudy which it's is prime fall weather I uh, would say. Tomorrow 69 partly cloudy. Sunday 66 and Initially cloudy. it said Sunday was gonna rain and now it's not. And now it's not which is but not a single day above 80 this entire week. It all said 75 76 through Halloween. Look at that. And at night it says 50 so you can like at night wear a coat or a sweater which oh, is really nice. So. Amazing. So that's my fingers crossed is just enjoying the fall weather for the week and the fall excitement around Halloween and everything. Anyway, I think everyone could use a little bit of an escape from time to time this year, especially everything going on, the craziness of the pandemic and the election season that we're in that's getting down to the wire. So everyone go vote also. But yes, think, vote, vote, vote. Yeah, there's a lot happening and it's very heavy and a lot of intense things. So it's nice to have just a little superficial escape of a holiday, even though we can't necessarily celebrate it as we normally would like we said like there's just ways where you can kind of take your mind off of it for a minute like listening to this podcast and listen to some spooky stories and ghost stories and stuff so I'm just looking forward to the whole next week and you know taking a breather before the craziness that's going to be election if you haven't voted vote 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 I know probably if you're following us like you've already heard us like shove it down your throats on Instagram but, but if we're going to shove anything down your throats it's going to be voting yes exercise your right to vote if you're a U.S. citizen and if you're not then still vote in your own country. But our election is on Tuesday. Also, did you know, right after the thing with the car happened, I also like was trying to buy something and then their entire system shut down as soon as I put my card in. Well, not as soon, but it, she like tried to cancel it. And, it was, and then the line was backed up and it was this whole disaster. And I texted Lauren, I was like, I bet Mercury's in retrograde, like joking, because neither of us are into Zodiac. And we looked it up and it is in retrograde until November 3rd. Like literally really? on election day, it comes out of retrograde. 
Which is wild. I hope that's a sign for something good. I know. Good. It's like in the morning. It's randomly at like 9.50 a.m. on November 3rd. So anyway, I, that was a side note. But vote. Now we're going to get into the spookiness. Ooh. Sierra's back on her choir shit. <laughs> there once was a ghost in our hometown. <laughs> and this ghost killed everyone like a clown. Like a clown. Where to even begin? What was your first memory or like learning about a ghost? As a kid, did you ever have? Because I do know that kids are supposed to be more susceptible to the paranormal. Yes, it's and very common. A lot of kids will have inter- like some of the stories we got were like people in their childhood. They have stories told to them about when they saw ghosts, mm-hmm. and they don't even remember it. Like that's so crazy to me that kids. No, yeah, they have so many stories that I've heard about of like you know kids, uh, you know, like two year old kids saying like somebody's name and that they died in a fire and they were never told that story and then they find you know, the parents are mm-hmm. like later oh your you know great uncle died in a fire but like yeah they, that's it, so it's crazy. like i just got the chills talking about like but that happens so often i think it might be about expectations and preconceived notions because adults are always rationalizing or like brushing things off if things are abnormal you know or like oh it must be the blah 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 whereas kids are just like they see things at face value and so they'll like be like oh hey, there's a kid in the corner. Like, there's someone here. And the people are like, what? Right. I think a lot of kids, like, I know I did. My brother and I had, like, two imaginary friends growing oh up. My God, that, like, we would, like, talk to and play with. But Were they human? They were humans. But okay. we didn't see them. Like, it's not like we actually saw right. their figures. They were just imagination friends, mm-hmm. you know? But I wonder sometimes if that concept of imaginary friends ever came around from a child that was actually seeing a ghost that was, like, going around and doing things with them, like another little kid ghost, you know? That's crazy. That, like, was going around and they were talking to and the parents were like, oh, it's like an imaginary friend. And, like, no, this kid was literally hanging out with a ghost all day. Wow. Possibly related. Interesting theory. But I think my first concept of a ghost was, um... Casper the Friendly Ghost. Uh, that's so a I good started one. I started off positive because Casper was like, you know, friendly and nice and yeah. you know, not really I think that's what they want to introduce to children. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like he wasn't a bad person. And then I think I remember the first movie that like freaked me out was I was The Sixth Sense. I did see The Sixth Sense, but I saw that one later. I think it was Beetlejuice. I oh. saw the movie Beetlejuice. Which does have some, like, haunting and ghosts, and I think he's, like, you know, he's trapped in the house kind of a thing, because, okay. you know, he died there, and um, I think I saw that. I don't know how old I was, but I think that one freaked me out a little bit as I started thinking about, you mm-hmm. know, that concept of, like, something being stuck in the house, or, like, you know, ghosts being around, and... I, again, I didn't watch a ton of scary movies. We didn't tell lots of ghost stories in my family. I think because maybe my parents knew it would scare me. But did you believe in them when you were a kid? I did. I always believed. Mm-hmm. And I've never stopped believing. Wow, we have a believer, everyone. Yeah. I, I feel like I don't even remember my first, like, exposure to ghosts. It was probably honestly... Scooby-Doo. <laughs> but then they okay. weren't even real ghosts. It was always, like, some kid. With, like, a, a yeah. Yeah, and exactly. A I had a ghost phase in my youth. Like, I was obsessed with them. Like I said, I would watch Ghost Hunters with my friend, and we would, like, try to get them to come to our hometown. And then when I went to this Catholic school from 5th to 8th grade, I mean, most of the time, you know, Catholic churches and schools are very old buildings. Mm-hmm. And so it was in this building next to the church I don't even know when it was built, honestly, but it was probably, like, late 1800s, early 1900s, because the town that I grew, or not the town that I grew up in, but the town where I went to middle school and high school, it's called Astoria, Oregon, it's, like, known for ghosts, it's very Mm. old-towny, and it's, like, 
a lot of the buildings are really old and so it's like there's a lot of ghost stories and such. One of my ride-ins was a girl who lived in Astoria. Ooh, yeah. Astoria's full of them. Anyway, so we would like, we, my friend and I could have sworn that we saw ghosts in this building and we were like, after school a lot, we would be there for volleyball or be there, like parents would be there all the time doing like fundraising things because it was a private school. So we would just often be in the school after hours a lot. And we would like sneak into rooms that were just off limits. And we just made up all these things. Like we could have sworn that there was this ghost named May. Like we just were convinced and we uh, okay. just both saw it. I don't even know. Looking back, it's always interesting because it's like, okay, how much of it was actually like something creepy that you saw or something that you made out of nothing when you were a kid because you want it to be a ghost, Sure. you know? So I don't even know that we, I don't have a specific story of either of us having an interaction and we would have like dreams about it and then like make it the biggest deal and tell our friends like, oh my God, like May was in my dream last night and it became this entire saga of us hunting down this ghost that we never found. So perhaps, I mean, we did hear like some creepy things in that school at night and we would purposely like put ourselves in those situations and um, like, you know, walk down the halls by ourselves when it was like nighttime and like try and find ghosts. Dang, you were fearless. I would have been so scared. Oh, totally. Scared. I wanted to like prove that there were ghosts and I never did. But um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's why they didn't come out for you because they like to come out for the people who are scared of them. Yeah, true. That's very true. They sense fear. But there was also a really old house around the corner from the school. It's called the Flavel House. I, me and my friend would like walk down there and like sneak around and I think it was like abandoned or no one was in it. It was textbook creepy old house that kids would like try and break into it was like Dang. from a movie and like all the weeds were overgrown in the yard and we oh. didn't know if someone lived there oh, it's like and the so outer would, banks like, house yeah it was where, literally yeah. like that and so it would be the kind of thing where we would like be standing on the street and be like okay who's gonna get the closest like someone's got to go and knock on the door and i was always the one that's like and there's no ghost like it's fine and then i would go up and knock on the door and like stand for two seconds and then run away because i get so scared yeah but i know i never had an actual interaction like it was just more fun for me to entertain the idea of ghosts but I've never, I don't think I have like a solid story of actually thinking that I was like in a paranormal. I think it was just me making up scenarios. Uh-huh. Like it was the imagination. But not like an encounter that you would swear yeah. your life on and say, there was a ghost in my house. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't even feel like my parents had any like really strong ghost stories that they have told me that stuck with me but maybe I I kind of want to ask them now if they yeah. if they have any that they just haven't shared um also we didn't live in an old house is a thing too so it's it's different oh, like we did our oh, house was built fun. in like 1921 oh so yeah we had an old house it's definitely possible I mean it was really creaky I mean it was creaky and there were sounds but I mean it was never like no one's ever like, oh, there's a ghost in the attic. It was always just like a... The house is settling. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's because it's creaky kind of a thing. A lot of our friends had like attic rooms that had crawl spaces and you would crawl down and then all of a sudden there would be like a little room off to the right or left mm -hmm. of the crawl space that you could go inside. And uh, I remember once in one of our friends' crawl spaces when we were younger, we found like some dolls like in the crawl space. But it was, but it was never like a oh, a ghost put these here or anything. We just were like, oh, this is creepy. It must have been, like, the family that was there before them. Oh, you like, see, you always make up the story. I see, but I think it's we were so just, funny. like, trying to rationalize. We were a different type of groups. We were, uh, like, trying to, like, rationalize. Oh, no, these were, must have been left. Oh, I, no, me and my friends are bored as fuck. And you, <laughs> we were like, we need to make a ghost story out of this. <laughs> I will say my one experience that I have experienced of the paranormal and I don't, it's hard to say because it may be placebo effect because I wish, 
I would have had this experience after if I did not know that this place was haunted, but I feel like because mm. I knew going into it that the place yeah, was haunted, I'm it. looking for it and maybe something that could have been explained by science, I rationalized in my head as no, that was definitely a ghost. My senior year of college, we went up to Stratford-upon-Avon, which is the birthplace of Shakespeare. It's a very small town in like central mm -hmm. England. And we stayed at like some old Shakespeare hotel or something, but it was old. What is the name of the hotel? I don't remember, but it's an old, 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 old building. And they told us all these stories of, oh, you know, this has happened here. You know, we've had lots of hauntings and unexplainable things. Apparitions have been seen, like blah, blah, blah. And so all of us were kind of like, yeah, okay, cool. Mm -hmm. And me, I never, I always am like, I'm going to let the spirit world do their thing. I will respect them. <laughs> But I don't really like. I'm gonna I, stay in my lane. Like I'll stay in my lane. You stay in your lane. I don't really feel like I want to cross paths. See you in the afterlife. I'm not one for Luigi boards. You know, it's just not Luigi me. Luigi boards. I say it like, she knows. Yeah, she I, knows I say Luigi that board. like that on purpose. In one of our friends' rooms, which we were start noticed had a different vibe than our other rooms. Like my room was Ooh. fine, and another one of our friends' rooms was fine. It felt like a normal hotel room, but his room, one of our friends' rooms, we all just kind of didn't like being in there. Like for some reason, and again, I wish it was like I didn't have it in my placed in my mind from the hotel, yeah. but like we didn't like being in there and he was really affected. The guy whose like room it was, who he had the key for, he's like, he really didn't like being in there. And we were all hanging out in there and we were all sitting on the bed and I remember the sink faucet turned on by itself. Oh my god. And that was like and that again, it could have been like I don't know, some kind of plumbing thing or like somebody didn't turn it off all the way and then another room like turned on their water and then of course it caused the water to come. I, I, there, there's sure. A, there's probably <laughs> a way it could have been explained, but the water turned on by itself in the sink and all of us were sitting on the bed. So like could not have been any of us. And then there was this gust of like co cold air that came through the room. That's always what it is. That's what you always hear. Yeah. There's a gust of cold. Yeah. And like all of us just got kind of cold on the bed. But, like, none of the doors or windows were open. It just, like, was a cold current that went through. And then all of us were just kind of like, hmm, don't really like this. <laughs> so we got up and went to somebody else's room. Oh and then God. the rest Did he of the sleep in there? No. The oh. rest of the nights we stayed there, he slept in one of our friends' rooms. Nice. So, so the ghost has own room. Uh, yeah. So, I again, I don't really know. Like, maybe there's a way that could be explained. And But energy is such a part of it, though. Like, I've heard stories of so many people. I remember one of my roommates in college, her dad used to tell the story about how he had lived in this house, and as soon as he moved there, he was just sad all the time. And he mm. didn't know anything about the place before he moved in. But he just felt like this whole weight, like his entire energy, and nothing else in his life had changed. It was just, like, constant sadness. And then, finally, he moved out of that house, and he was completely fine, and he learned later that someone had, like, committed suicide there who was like depressed. depressed yeah oh my gosh which is so crazy that's when it's weird like it's when you don't have those preconceived notions but you hear those things affecting people and I think I mean again like we are not actual ghost hunters and we don't know anything Speak about for yourself <laughs> but yeah I know that obviously like, there are some people that make their careers in life you know purposes out of this and we don't actually know much about it so I'm not saying that we're experts by any means but, like, I do think, from what I've heard, it can affect your energy a lot. Oh, like, absolutely. I mean, but that's exactly how it was for us. Like, we couldn't explain it. And it was before the whole thing with the water and the air happened. But we were just sitting there and we were like, like, we just don't feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. Like, we just felt like, kind of like, mm. Yeah. Like, like you can't like a, ex mm -hmm. explain it. Like, you just don't feel... 
yeah, almost like you're not there alone or like you just don't feel like you can relax. It's like it doesn't feel cozy, even though it was a cozy room. It's like room. the same as the other ones, essentially. I think some people would be the type to be like, oh, the water happened, the cold air. Let's like do a seance or like let's sit here and mm-hmm. like let's use this energy to find out more about this person. Me, I'm like, get me out. <laughs> I respect you. I also respect myself. Let's go somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm definitely the type. Well, not so much anymore, but like when I was younger, I was all about like any opportunity to like my friends and I would try and do seances and things and like we use Ouija boards and all that um I, I could never I could absolutely it was never. just fun to us honestly. I have a good we- uh, Ouija board story wait remember that episode of Sweet Life of Zach and Cody when they had the haunted hotel room oh my gosh and then um, Esteban like leads the seance oh yeah and that's... then there's the ghost in the room that was one of my favorite episodes we should watch that later that would be yeah. a good thing to get us in the mood for spooky because it's also it was actually like scary I remember at the time like mm-hmm. they had some spooky things going on yeah I think it's just interesting especially when you hear stories from people you know that like you know that they are like rational people who like mm-hmm. like my mom used to tell this story about how she was always kind of iffy about ghosts until her grandfather passed away and then um she was like at the house staying with some family right after it happened and everything and um she went to bed and then one of her other relatives was like still awake and was about to go to bed and she like stopped dead in the hallway because this like grandfather who had just passed was like standing right there like clear as day and like stood right there to her and like she just knew in that moment that he was there to say goodbye because they hadn't been able to say goodbye before he actually passed away oh wow and then but she said it wasn't like scary it was like this moment of peace for her or something like that where she just like needed that like it was she could have sworn it was his spirit in the room and all that and then my mom being there like heard about it the next day and I don't know again like I'm telling a story of someone else's story so it's hard to get the details and everything but it like completely shifted her perspective I'm kind of in the middle Mm -hmm. I think it's kind of like I'm open to the idea of it and I definitely think it's possible and I've heard stories of it sound like so realistic yeah but also I definitely think that there's a lot of instances where it's placebo, where it's, like, people making it up in their heads, and maybe that they needed that for, even if it's, like, a touching story, like, they needed that closure for themselves, and it was kind of, like, in their head, or not. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm very much in the middle. I could be swayed either way, I think, but until I have my own personal experience with it, it's kind of, like, I don't fully believe until proven to myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I'm just, as you're saying these, I'm, I have so many good ones that we were sent. Anyway, before we get to all of the listener stories, I want to hear from you, Sierra. What do you think now? Like, do you believe in ghosts now? 100%, 100%. yes, 100% no? Yeah, okay. I, I believe in a lot of things I can't see. You know, I still, like, believe in fairies. I've never really seen a ghost, but I just, I'm too scared to believe anything else. Like, I don't want to... Wait, what do you mean? Too scared to believe that they don't exist? Yeah, because that can make them mad and they'll come for you. Oh. (laughs) So I just, like, I don't know. I... I don't think that's how it works. I very much do believe. I very much am like, you stay in your world, I'll stay in mine. I have no interest in, like, doing seances or Ouija boards or anything that could possibly invite something malevolent into my life. I just... Interesting. And, and so you're more afraid of them than anything, it sounds like. I, yeah, I think I am. And I, I do think that there probably are a lot of friendly ghosts out there. Or Casper. Casper, yes. And friendly spirits that are just here 
because they have unfinished business or because they want to visit their people on earth that they love or like lots of good intentioned things. Yeah, see, I feel like we can't have a definitive answer either way because neither of us have had firsthand experiences. Yeah, like I can't say I know they are real and I am a believer till the day I die. Like Mm -hmm. I can't necessarily say that because I haven't had something that was so earth shattering for me. I trust that they live in their world and I live in mine and I respect them so much and please don't come for me. Interesting. Okay, well on that note, we are going to read some of your unmistakably ghost stories. Some of them more unmistakable than others. More acquiring. Thank you. Yes. What what ride was that from? I'm doing the same one. I'm doing the same one every single time. (laughs) Oh, they all sound different to me. A gal wrote in to us who lives in Springfield, Illinois, and she said, Abraham Lincoln's remains are buried at the Oak Ridge Cemetery in my town of Springfield, Illinois. And there is a legend that Lincoln's ghost walks around his family's crypt and you can hear his cries. There's also been spotted footprints. Also, it's said that he still lurks around some of the law offices, old state capitol, and his home. Could you imagine seeing the ghost of a 6'4 president? <laughs> he literally just has his daily routine, like going to the state office, going back home. Like, he's just living his life Crying, in the afterlife. yeah. Wow, that's wild. I didn't know that he was buried in Springfield. Yeah, that reminds me of the story in my hometown. I actually recently saw, I should repost this on the Fingers Cross page if I can find it, but... I somehow got in my algorithm of Instagram, like, a bunch of random maps that show up on my Explore page, like, the U.S. broken up by uh, fast food preferences and, like, things like that. And I don't know how they got into my algorithm. But anyway, one of the things was each state's most scary, um, like, legend or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I clicked on it and I was like, oh, I wonder what the Oregon one is. And I thought it would be something in, like, Salem or something in Portland. I don't know. And it was... The Band-Aid Man of Cannon Beach. I think it's actually Bandage, technically. The Bandage Man of Cannon Beach, Oregon. And it awoke this memory that I forgot that I had. Like, probably in my ghost paranormal phase. Where there's this legend that... Actually, let me read it from the internet. And Cannon Beach is a small town, too. Like, it's not... Yeah, it's not, like, the most central of places in Oregon. So I was surprised that this was the most scary story that they picked from the state. Okay. Here goes Candy Beach's Bandage Man, a spooky, goofy Oregon coast lore for decades. So it's like folklore. Okay. So it says, Cannon Beach, perhaps the most famous and infamous of Oregon Coast ghost tales, is Bandage Man, who has made numerous appearances in books for decades now. Okay, most of the tales popped up in the 50s and 60s of a bandaged and bloodied figure haunting the roads near Cannon Beach and its forests, even its bars. One version is that he was a logger severely injured and rather chopped up, as the Cannon Beach History Museum recently put it, then whisked away by ambulance all covered in bandages. The ambulance fell victim to a landslide and supposedly they came to rescue the vehicle and he was gone. Oh. So I haven't heard that version, but basically it's just like this logger who was bloodied like, and yeah, and wrapped in bandages. in bandages. And he he's supposed to haunt the highway specifically between Seaside and Cannon Beach. And there's like no streetlights there. It's very dark and windy and it's just creepy. And I remember like thinking when I was driving home, I'd be driving home at night by myself and I was like, oh my God, the bandage man is like gonna pop up out of the street. And like, it's so common. Everyone there knows about the bandage man. And I completely forgot about it until this internet thing reminded wow. me. But yeah, I never actually saw him, but I definitely had instances like I got pulled over one time at night in that area and I was like oh my god the bandage man better be staying in the trees <laughs> oh my gosh what um, if the policeman was the bandage man in disguise oh my god imagine he rips off his police hat and it's like bandages oh. anyway I have a ghost story from a girl named Genevieve and she says my most recent she says she has plenty of ghost stories but her most recent one is I was in New Orleans last year which is 
already spooky in itself. We ended up at a cemetery in a tour group and all of a sudden I see a faint image of a man near the end of one of the rows and he starts screaming my name. I've had plenty of ghost interactions but never has one said my name and my name is Genevieve. He told me to come closer and I wasn't really scared so I started walking towards him and then suddenly he said stop and to look. I look at the tomb next to me and dead ass there was a Genevieve in this family tomb. I took a picture of the site. Let me see if I can find it. She sent a picture of it. I'm still not sure if it was some kind of joke because of our name irony or what. I tried my best to do research on her, but the most I could find is that she lived with her family till she passed. It still creeps me out, but also I think it's so cool and interesting. interesting. That's so wild. So like the person that called her, her name was a ghost she thinks. Like, it said it was a faint image of a man near one of the end of the road. Was she with a tour group when this happened? I feel like if someone in my tour group started walking off towards a ghost, I would be like, yo, come back. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they had some, like, free time to roam. Yeah. (laughs) Or maybe the tour was, like, up ahead. I do that all the time in tours while I just kind of, like, wander off and do my own thing. So maybe she's doing that. But creepy. The ghost knew her name. Um, So I was actually going to say before I get into my ghost stories is um, this week I was in San Diego with my boyfriend, Jason, who lives in San Diego. He's from San Diego. Um, And we were down there for the week and he was driving me around some places I've never been and he drove me past the Whaley House. Have you heard of the Whaley House? I have not. So the Whaley House, he says, is ranked one of the top three most haunted places in the country. Wow. And it's in Old Town San Diego. And the Whaley House is like an old historic, um, like white house that's in you know the old town that looks very kind of wild westy mm-hmm. and apparently it was a place where they would do the public hangings oh, of God. the old town the tree in the back of the whaley house that is still there today is the tree they would hang people from oh my god and it's, why would they not chop that down? <laughs> and it's been there since like the 1800s wow and he said he took a a couple years ago he took a tour of the whaley house where they like take you on a tour and do mm-hmm. some stuff he said his guide was awesome not like cheesy or like manipulative at all Mm -hmm. trying to like milk it you know he's just very authentic like yeah this is this is the story like this is it um and he was like to the tour group he was like okay so this is how like this ghost meter works like when there's like activity it like you know will like waver or whatever on this like thing or when there's a I don't know how they measure it, but it's like what the same thing ghost hunters use to measure, like, um, oh, interesting. Uh, energy. It measures, yeah, it measures energy. The guy was taking them on the tour, and he was like, so whenever we go underneath the tree, the hanging tree, uh, every time on my tours, sometimes, or not every time, but sometimes on my tours, this energy meter, it goes way up. Just letting you guys know. Like, he's like, and I'll show you what it looks like when it goes way up, you know. So they went under the tree, and Jason said, lo and behold, like, the energy meter was like, you know, waving like crazy hmm. underneath the tree. So are you sure he didn't have a device that he like pressed a button and it would just like shoot up to creep people out? I mean, it's t- entirely possible, but like he said the guy seemed really genuine and also I feel like that would kind of like take away from the natural haunted creepiness of the yeah. place. I mean, I would hope that it was authentic. Um, also, don't you think a tree that like hundreds of people have been hung at over oh the years God, would I'm be sure. like full of terrible That's, torment? Yeah, anyway. Crazy. So, yes, so we drove past it and I got to see the tree with my own eyes and it was definitely very spooky. Okay, I have another story from Instagram. It says, when I was in first grade, my family moved houses and we lived with my grandparents for a few months in between because our new house wasn't ready yet. My grandma's house is super old and when she moved in, apparently someone stopped by our house and told her it was haunted or something that several people had died in the house, including a young girl and an older woman. You could see the stairwell to go upstairs from the doorway of the room me and my parents slept in. My mom told me that one time I was very sick with a high fever while we were staying there. 
and I just started staring at the stairs and said, Mom, who's that woman? She said she didn't see anyone on the stairs and considered taking me to the hospital, LMAO. My little cousin and I, a few years later, were helping my grandma bring in groceries. My little cousin had a few bags and as she was coming into the porch, she suddenly turned around and said, are you coming? Well, come on, in a friendly voice. I asked her who she was talking to and she said she was talking to the little girl outside, but I didn't see anyone outside. My grandma told me that when my dad was young, she saw someone swinging on the swing in her porch wearing old time clothes and an old timey hat. She told my dad to go see what the man on the porch wanted. He said there was no one on the porch. I've asked my grandma about all this stuff and she said that one of her customers has a book about her house with pictures of who lived in it previously. I've asked my grandma about the scary stuff happening in her house and she said that she has so many stories and started telling me a few. I don't remember much of what she said, but I remember I was so scared. I told her to stop telling me. <laughs> I read that one actually. That oh one was, was very creepy. There's just like so many instances. Can you why on earth would somebody have a book about someone their else's house. house and why would they not have disclosed that to the person who was buying it that like this place mm -hmm. was well known that reminds me of like american horror story the first season it's about this haunted house and how they never like to sell it they just have to and like everyone keeps dying in the house who lives there mm -hmm. who buys it and they just have to like brush over it because they won't sell it otherwise and then every family like gets sucked into it and yeah it's Jeez. a very interesting season I'm pretty sure that's illegal now. Like, you have, if someone's died in a house, you have to tell them. Oh, I'm pretty sure. That's at least, I believe that's the case. Okay, so this one, she sent us a picture of the ghost she thought she saw. So this one was extra fun to read. Spooky. I wish I could show you guys through the podcast, but it's essentially a front door. You know those cameras? What do you call them on your front door cam? Like a ring cam. Yeah, like a ring cam um, of a white, filmy, ghost-looking apparition on the front door cam. Maybe you can post it on the Instagram story. Maybe I will. I'll post it. Ask her um, if it's okay. Okay. So here's the story. She said, okay, my spooky story is practically never ending. So my grandma passed away in 2015, I believe. And once she had passed, about a year later, some really weird things started happening. Specifically, one night, my family and I were all in bed. And for context, we had a Great Dane. Well, we heard glasses clink together. And my mom yells, Morpheus, get off the counter. And I yell back, he's with me. And that was the start of it all. Furthermore, the room she used to be in, because she lived with us, my sister and I took over as a vanity room. And the light would randomly flicker whenever we were in there alone. So now there's this running joke of saying, okay, grandma, when something weird started happening. And I think that's what solidifies that it's her. I recently bought a house and my family moved in with me about a month later. And when they were moving things, they didn't tell me that they had brought her urn over. And I kid you not, hours after they left, my Nest doorbell, so that was her ring camera, mm. spots motion, and it looks like a freaking ghost. And it was that picture. That is crazy. And she said, I'll have to text send you the text conversation as well and the ghost picture. It's just crazy. And the crazy thing is, is they didn't tell me they had left the urn until after I saw that picture. Mm. And so then she sent them that picture. And so she sent me a picture of her family's group chat when she sent them that and was like, oh, yeah. was like, what the heck, like, this looks like a ghost. And then someone responded and said, oh, that's so weird. I dropped off grandma's urn right before I left. Oh, my God. That is wild. And the picture, I mean, look at that. That is it's like, so crazy. Like, like what, what could that be? What in the world? It looks like someone just, I mean, that doesn't even look like a, a smoke machine. It looks like Cause it's, it's not a time, and there's nothing around. Yeah. Anyway, anytime there's picture evidence, you're just like... Yeah, that is unreal. As soon as I just finished reading that story, I got a notification from the girl who sent it in. 
Wow. Creepy. This one says, in 2013, I was a reckless college freshman gal hanging out at a senior douchebag boy's dorm. <laughs> I was wearing a big green hoodie and we were talking on his nasty aff couch <laughs> when I got a panic-ridden phone call from one of my roommates. We all lived in an all-girls house on campus and we were super close to most of the other girls living there. For a little backstory on the place, it was a super old house built in the early 1800s. Our college used to be all female and this house was where many of the people lived. There was a woman that used to oversee the house named Caroline and she was a very kind lady. This house always had a slightly creepy feeling to it, but it wasn't one that felt dangerous, just like someone else was watching you. We were all pretty sure that Caroline is still hanging out in there. So back to the story. My roommate and a group of girls were sitting in a room across from our room, just chatting and having a good, clean, sober, fun night, when all of a sudden they see me in a green hoodie walk into the room and head towards my walk-in closet. They jumped up, ready to greet me and called my name, but I didn't answer. So they headed into the closet to see what I was up to, but surprise, I wasn't there. I was on the other side of campus, hoodie and all. All of them had seen me walk into the room and suddenly disappear. When they told me this, I was confused as hell. They all were certain that they saw me walk in wearing the exact same thing that I'd been wearing and then disappear. And I could tell from their voices, they were all super freaked out. Since multiple people saw this happen, we're all pretty sure it was a ghost pretending to be me. That's interesting. Weird. How could a ghost, like, pretend to be you? It's always weird when there are multiple witnesses. That's always a weird thing when it's not just one person that sees Unless something. Unless me trying to rationalize it. I'm sorry. It could have been her friends, like, playing a prank on her. I I suppose so, but don't you think over time they would have fessed up They to would have it? told her. Yeah, I know. That's interesting. All right, so this story is from Tessa. She said, So as a kid, I used to go to this theater camp in the mountains. This camp was owned by a church, and our theater camp would just rent it out for the month. There were 10 cabins, and most of them were used for sleeping, except for cabin two. That one was used for acting classes. Cabin two was split in half. The front half was, was used by us, and the back half was a storage room for the church. Everyone told stories about cabin two being haunted. And me, being the brave, naive little 12-year-old, sounds like you, <laughs> I didn't believe any of them. I walked confidently into the back room and said, See, there's no ghosts in here. Immediately after I said that, a metal folding chair that was leaning up against the wall literally flies off and lands two feet from the wall and about a foot away from me. I have never run out of a room so quickly in my entire life, and every year I went back to camp, I never went into that room again. Wow. That's crazy. I thought you were going to say it just, like, fell over. No, but she said it, it flew, flew off the, the wall. And then she said a part two, which was her second haunting experience, unrelated. She said... I also toured a haunted house in Santa Ana as part of a class at Chapman, and during the tour, we were all sitting at the dining room table, when all of a sudden, I felt this pressure on my lap, and it felt like there was something on my legs. It was gone after a second or two, so I didn't really think much of it, until the tour guide told us that the lady who owned the house had a cat that loved to snuggle with people. Oh my god. So good to know, even in the afterlife, I'll be a cat lady. <laughs> That's so crazy. So a ghost cat jumped on her lap. Wow. And then jumped away. That's a nice thought that there's like ghost animals. Yeah, that like know? maybe comfort their ghost owners. Okay, this one says, I have a spooky but wholesome story for you guys. P.S. Love the podcast so much. Oh, thank you. My great grandma passed away about 10 years ago when I was 12. I was super close to her along with the rest of my family. We went over for lunch every weekend and she made us the same thing every time. Chicken soup, veggies, and cake. When she passed, my family took a lot of her things. One thing we took from her was a beautiful music box she had on display in her house, which we put in a glass cabinet in our house to be on display. One day, my family sat down for dinner, and we had made her recipe of chicken soup. When we went and sat down, the music box we took from her house started playing music out of nowhere. 
We were all so freaked out, but we were filled with comfort at the same time knowing it was a message from her. The music box will still sometimes play randomly and my family will always chuck a peace sign up and say, shout out to grandma. <laughs> Dang. That's so crazy. Like yeah, behind the glass display. Uh -huh, and on the night they made her recipe. I yeah. feel like those kind of things are just like, oh, I got goosebumps. <laughs> so this one was sent in by Remy and she said, the title is, my grandma showed up on the foot of my bed two years ago on Christmas Eve. So part one is she said, I woke up in the middle of the night and thought I heard my mom walking around because she usually gets up to pee or get water or whatever. I was turning over to go back to sleep when I thought I saw her start to walk into my room. I sat up and said, mom, and a gray figure was at the foot of my bed. I immediately had a tense, tight feeling in my diaphragm and chest. I could see hair length and a nose shape. And I didn't realize it was my grandma at first, though. I was in shock, so I froze for a second, and then I freaked out. My sister was sleeping in the twin bed next to me, and I jumped into her bed screaming. After my sister calmed me down, I went to the kitchen to get water, and I saw a picture of my grandma on the fridge, and that's when I realized who it was. Part 2 Two weeks later, my sister told me that as soon as I had woken her up, she knew exactly what happened. She said she didn't tell me earlier because she didn't want to freak me out. Another month went by, and I was looking for something in that room, in the closet that was right next to the bed that I had been sleeping in, and I came across an old porcelain doll, and immediately I felt that tense, tight feeling again in my chest. I yelled to my mom and asked her whose doll it was. I was hoping it was my mom's and it belonged to my grandma and I haven't slept in that room since. So, whoo, that is so spooky. Sometimes when I get those stories, like it's hard for me to believe just because it seems like something so out of a movie, like it doesn't seem real, but wow, that is, that is terrifying. Back in August, my best friend and her mom took a road trip to Newport, Rhode Island. We are staying the night at the Viking Hotel, which is super nice and bougie. This is where Ashley, I, and Jared got married from The Bachelor. Oh. My friend and I had a room in one wing and her mom was in a separate room in another wing. The first thing we thought that was super odd is that we had been told by the hotel that it was sold out, yet the wing on our floor, we didn't see anyone else. The only people we saw were by the elevator on the other side when we first got there, so it was like we were the only people on the whole side of the hotel. We didn't think much of it until we were trying to go to sleep. Laying in bed, my legs felt like they were shaking and I thought it was just my friend tossing around, but I looked over and she wasn't moving. There was a large mirror by the door and I turned my head around from the bed and saw something in the mirror like a blob. And without me saying anything, my friend looked at me and said, you see it too? She said that she had seen a woman in the mirror. We also had like these air conditioning vents outside our window. We were on the second floor and we swore we heard airplanes flying over. The hotel was five floors high and we weren't near an airport as far as I know. From outside, we heard music, but literally we had a view of the roof, no courtyard, no restaurants, nothing in sight. It was 2 a.m. We were spooked to say the least and we ended up turning on the bathroom lights and putting Fuller House on until we fell asleep at like 6 a.m. That's such a like classic scared movie. Yeah, you turn on the lights and, and put on a happy. wholesome show. Yeah. Her mom hadn't had any of the same feelings. She hadn't heard noises or the airplanes or the music and we thought we were actually out of our minds. We ended up looking online when we got home the next day and it turns out the whole city of Newport is haunted and that hotel is known for guests hearing music in the middle of the night. Too bad we didn't believe our Uber driver earlier in the day when he said that place was haunted by someone's mistress back in the day because the hotel was built for her and she died. Wow. Whoa. That's a lot of little things. Creepy. Dang. 
So this gal sent in a story and she sent a lot of her different experiences, but the one I want to share is the reason why I do not F with Ouija boards. <laughs> is because Let's just call this episode, I do not F, F with Luigi boards. I do not F with Luigi boards. She said, another story is when I was around 14, I was at a friend's house for a sleepover and she pulled out a Ouija board. It was, uh, she's like, stupid, I know. Well, we started to play and the piece started moving on its own and it spelled out, her name's Kelsey, it spelled out, Kelsey, you're going to die. And then the piece flew up and hit her in the forehead. Oh my god, that's Naturally, I cried. And since then, <laughs> I never, I vowed to never play with a Ouija board ever again. Oh my god, that's funny. But the thing about Ouija boards is that everyone has their finger on it. And it's kind of like everyone's moving it subconsciously. Like you're not trying, but there might be one person that is trying to push it in some way. But you know, it's like people all pushing it together. It's kind of like... It's kind of like that game where, you know, you hold your fingers out like this and someone wraps. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like you subconsciously move your fingers together. Uh Uh-huh. You know, like that's how a Ouija board works. I I guarantee that not every time someone uses a Ouija board, there's like a spirit in the room that takes it over. Especially when you can buy them at Toys R Us. I mean, it's it's very like... All right. They're accessible. But I just, I'm just saying that like, I'm sure there's plenty of instances where it's just people moving it. It own. could be. I really hope that but is yeah, the that's, case for That's her. crazy that it flew up and hit her in the head. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what's like very what? weird. <laughs> okay, this one says, yo, OMG. So I work in a dining room at a senior living facility. So naturally, I basically work with ghosts, LOL. One time I was washing my hands and the faucet is really, really hard and sticky. So you have to use strength to turn it on and off. I walked away and into the other side of the back kitchen at my work and all of a sudden I hear a stream. I turn around and the faucet is fully on with a strong stream of water coming out of the faucet while nobody else on shift with me was in the area. A few days later, I was telling a coworker about the faucet event and all of a sudden our drink machine that was turned off because the water source we have for it was broken starts gushing iced tea out of it and literally flooded the kitchen with iced tea. Maybe it's because I'm a Scorpio and a water sign or some shit, but ghosts love to F around with me in liquids, LMAO. <laughs> oh, it's weird because that's also happened to me with the faucet thing. Oh, yeah, with the, like, yeah. just turning on. That's very strange. I feel like a ghost would go for that because it's something that's easy for them to just, like, turn on and uh-huh. it makes a big noise. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's a very obvious thing. It's a small thing. It takes, like, a person to turn it on. Essie sent in a story and it freaked me out. And it takes place in LA, so we should go. Um, <laughs> God. or not. Um, she said, hello ladies, I have a ghost story. So years ago, I was seeing this guy and we went to a Lakers game in LA. After the game, it was really late. So we got a random hotel by the airport. Everything was normal, but it kind of had a weird vibe, but we ignored it. I was the last one to go to bed. I remember turning off all the lights after I washed my face. Fast forward to the middle of the night, I suddenly wake up and the guy is awake and looks terrified. I sit on the bed and realize the lights in the bathroom are all on and the bathroom door is wide open. I find it strange as I made the point to turn all the lights off. Then in that moment, the lights in the bathroom suddenly turn off and the door slams shut. Oh. The guy and I are terrified, but try to play it cool as we've only been kind of dating, not even. <laughs> and we weren't even like that comfortable around each other. Definitely not enough for ghost talk. <laughs> we try to go back to sleep, but the toilet kept flushing on its own. The hairdryer was turning on and off and we kept hearing voices in the hallway. Oh my god. Finally, it was morning and it was light out. I wake up and walk to the bathroom and notice someone has slipped a hotel receipt under our door. I pick it up and it's addressed to someone else, a male, and all the charges amounted to zero dollars. It was weird. 
At this point, the guy wakes up and we have to talk about the elephant in the room. He admits the reason he woke up before me was because he felt someone touching his shoulder. We start talking about all the noise in the bathroom and then all at once, all the lights in our room turn off. All of them. We got dressed and got the F out of that hotel. Do not stay at Renaissance Hotel at LAX. We were on the sixth floor. Oh my god. So if you're in LA, go to the Renaissance (laughs) Hotel LAX on the sixth floor and look for ghosts. Wow, that's wild. Okay, this one is a girl who's from Colonial Williamsburg, and she says, There's a super haunted house in Colonial Williamsburg called the Peyton Randolph House. You can Google it. One night, the police got called because there were reported disturbances, so an officer went into the house thinking it was just some kids messing around, and he was radioing to another cop, and then he stopped responding. So another squad car went to the house to check on him and found him literally frozen in fear, clutching his flashlight. And they took him to the hospital because he was in shock and couldn't speak. And the next day, he packed up his whole family and moved and never came back and never told anyone what happened. Isn't that crazy? I'm like, I want to get this guy on the podcast to interview him. <laughs> wait, that's exactly like my next story. Oh, really? Okay, let's hear it. Oh, my God. That wait. is wild. The police officer didn't even tell anyone. He was just like, I'm getting my family the F out of this. And obviously, Colonial Williamsburg is like super, super historic so many old houses wow. so many people died there like i'm sure it's full of lingering spirits saw. yeah the fact that he wouldn't tell anyone like what would be that earth shattering that you as a police I officer got, would have to i just got chilled i know it. i want to follow this next up. story is almost identical oh, but different okay same same this different. one says i have a ghost story not mine but my friend's my friend when he was six years old had moved into a new home this house had a bedroom in the attic And as a six-year-old boy, he thought that was the coolest thing, so his parents (laughs) let him have that room. He had a bunk bed and slept on the top bunk. Then one day, in the middle of the night, he woke up paralyzed. He could no longer move his legs. He ended up falling back asleep, and when he woke up, he had function in his legs again. Then Then in a few nights, he was woken up by a banging on his top bunk, almost like someone was hitting the underside of his top bunk from the bottom bunk. He was really spooked by this, so the next night... Six-year-old him decided to tape a pencil to the bottom of his top bunk to see if anything would happen. Hmm. That night, he woke up to the banging again on his bed and a pencil in his leg. The pencil was legitimately in In his his leg. leg? Oh my god. So he freaked out and he ran to his parents. His parents told him that they would sleep in his bunk the next night to prove that everything was (laughs) alright. Spoiler everything was not (laughs) alright. So the following night came and his parents went into the bed went to bed in the room in the attic, and he slept in the parents' room. Well, when that morning came and he went to the kitchen, he said the minute his parents saw that he was awake, they turned to him and immediately told him to start packing his bags. They're going to live at a hotel until they find a new home. (laughs) To this day, he does not know what his parents experienced up in the attic. But wait, she had an addendum. She said, my friends and I were able to talk to his parents and ask about this story. And their reaction when you bring it up is proof enough that this story is true. His parents still refuse to ever speak of that night. That is crazy. The fact that people wouldn't even talk about it and tell the story is, like, wild to me. Like, like what could have happened that's that? Or the this, this spirit said, like, if you ever talk about this, like... I'll come back, for, like, haunt you again. Or they believe, uh, or even if they don't say that, like, they believe that, like, if they... They don't want to, like, ignite it, it again. Ignite it again if they ever talk about it. But isn't it the whole thing of spirits is, like, they're confined to where they lived or whatever, or, like, I believe where they died? so. I believe that they are confined to those spaces, but maybe some people just are so scared they never want... They don't want to invite it. <laughs> they don't want to talk about it again, summon it. 
Anytime I have to give a fun fact as an icebreaker, I always say that I live in a funeral home. My family owns it. Not only is it a fun fact, but I have some good spooky stories to always tell around Halloween. I think the spookiest one happened when I was about three years old. You know how they say that kids are more susceptible to seeing spirits and ghosts? Well, I was with my two aunts who were babysitting me. We were playing the piano and they said that all of a sudden, I just stopped playing the piano. I asked them, does that boy want to play the piano with us? They started getting worried and asked what I was talking about. I pointed to the other side of the room and said, the one over there in the corner. They were so creeped out by this that they picked me up and took me to another room. I obviously don't remember this happening, but I still get goosebumps when my aunts tell me the story. Oh, that's so weird. Again, like the kids seeing something that the adults don't. Mm-hmm. Oh, creepy. Does he want to play with us? I'll paraphrase this one that I read, which was where this young girl and her mom, or so the girls remember when she was little, and her and her mom stayed at this old hotel that was supposedly haunted, um, and that she tripped at the top of the stairs, and she fell down the stairs, and Mm. that halfway down the stairs, she just stopped abruptly. What? that the mom was like, watched her fall, and was like, there's no way, unless you grabbed onto something, that she could have stopped falling, but she just abruptly stopped halfway down the stairs, like with momentum, and they couldn't explain it. Mm -hmm. And then they later found out that um, the hotel was haunted by this man named Boots, who had um, died saving a little girl from falling off a roof. Aww. And so... Wait, that's crazy. And so they didn't know that at the time, and they found out that later they think that Boots saved her from falling down the stairs. Wow, that is crazy. And that he kind of lives there, but is a protector of children, I guess. This says, this ghost story is a little interesting, so I might as well share. In 2014, my grandma and grandpa passed away about two weeks apart from each other. My brother took their passing really hard, as it was the first major death my family had to go through. One day while he was at work, a woman walked up to him and said, I'm sorry this sounds crazy, but your grandmother is wanting me to tell you that she's with your grandfather and that they're okay and they love you. My brother started having a literal panic attack and was like, WTF. And then she said, your grandparents are watching over you and your sisters and they're proud of you. At the time, my brother had been struggling with addiction issues and just broke down. Ever since my family has been convinced that ghosts and spirits are real and that they exist among us all the time. Wow. That's so It was a crazy. random lady, like, yeah. at, a, at a grocery store? Yeah. I've actually... Who was it that was telling me this? Um, I've, I had a friend who was like, yeah, I've had multiple people come up to me. Maybe it was someone I watched on YouTube. I don't know, but she... She was just walking down the street and multiple people have come up to her and be like, hey, like, I don't want to freak you out, but there's like a demon following you. Like, there's like a bad spirit that's like attached to you. Someone has... And multiple people in different cities have like come up to her and told her that there's like a scary spirit following her. Isn't that so weird? I could have gone my whole life without you telling me. Okay, sorry. I shouldn't have told this bad audience. (laughs) Oh my god. Um, But no one's ever done that to you, so there's probably... Couldn't be Nothing. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god. Anyway. Okay, fine. I think I would absolutely poop my pants if somebody (laughs) said that to me. I, like, literally on the spot. So this scary story, I think, takes the cake. This one, when I read it, I was like, this has to be the premise for a horror movie, but I don't know. Here we go. When I moved into my first apartment in college, there was a slight handprint outline on my bedroom door. Didn't think much of it because it was an old apartment run by college kids. A few weeks went by and my other roommates moved in, etc., etc. It all seemed fine. Well, I started waking up at exactly 3.06 a.m. every single night. 
but I thought it was just a weird coincidence, and I never even thought about the handprint that was still on my door despite me trying to wash it off. At this point, we're about halfway through the semester, and I'm still waking up at 3.06 a.m. Right before spring break, I woke up again at that time and heard the voice of a little girl singing in my ear. I froze and couldn't bring myself to look around. I just laid there and listened. The singing became more faint, and I heard the stairs outside of my bedroom creak like someone was walking down them. I laid in that exact same position all night, too afraid to move or even go back to sleep until the sun came up. The next morning, when I finally got the courage to move, I went downstairs and I saw a handprint on my roommate's door at the bottom of the stairs. I called my best friend, and she came over that night with dry sage and a Fleetwood Mac record. We performed a whole-ass seance, and after that, I was able to sleep soundly through the night. No more creepy singing girls at 3.06 a.m. Wow, that, I feel like I watched a scary movie where that was the case, where something, uh, the clock froze every night at the same time. What was that scary movie? And there was, like, the haunting in the house, and because people had been killed there. I don't remember what scary movie it was. I can't remember. But that was a thing where the clock stopped or something happened at the same time every night. And so maybe that little girl died at that time or I don't know what, but that is so scary. I don't even know what I would do if that happened to me. But thank you, ladies, so much for sharing. Those were amazing. Okay, one last thing. This is to end it. It's a very light slash kind of funny thing. Okay, this one says, this isn't even scary at all, LMAO. But in my middle school, literally fifth grade, there's a legend of Martha Vineyard, the name of the school, and it's so stupid. It's something about how she died in this tree on our playground. I don't even know. And one day we had a free day after state testing. One of my friends downloaded a ghost hunting app and we all sat in class messing with it and stuff. Well, one of my friends goes to the bathroom and another friend follows her, goes in a stall, picks her feet up so the first girl thinks she's alone and makes ghost noises. The girl runs back to class, freaking out, saying that Martha Vineyard was in the bathroom. And I wanted to share that because I think that's so real of like pranking your friends. And like, oh yeah. And I asked her, I was like, did you ever tell her? And she's like, oh yeah, years later, we told her that it was a prank. Like, and she spent years thinking that she had this like ghost encounter. Uh huh. And that reminds me of when, um, I feel like so often, like, that's part of it is like people not telling you something because they don't want to like ruin it for you or something. Uh-huh. Like I, when I tried to do a seance with my friends one time, my friend had a relative who had recently passed away and we were trying to like do this seance and contact them. And it was at my house and we, um, we started hearing these noises and we were trying to contact this particular relative, like asking specific questions and things or whatever. And suddenly Every so often, my ice maker just, like, you know, makes ice and, like, rumbles and makes this loud noise. And as soon as she asked a question, the ice maker made noise. And they're all freaking out. And they're like, oh, my God, like, he's here and all this. And I I had a moment where I was like, I could tell them it's the ice maker or I could just let it happen. Let it happen. And I just let it happen. And to this day, they still think that we contacted her relative spirit. And I feel bad because, like... I could have told them that it was just the ice maker, but I did not. So, you know, that's also a funny thing. It's that like, remi- that's another one for us to end on yeah. that, I, that we got was this girl. She was like, yeah, this is not a scary story at all, but um, I used my sister's hair straightener, and I don't think she was, like, supposed <laughs> to use it. Like, it was, like, her older sister's, and that she, like, after she was done using it, she, like, put it away in the drawer, but mm-hmm. it was still hot. And then her she didn't know her sister was going to, like, take it with her to go somewhere. So her sister, <laughs> like, went to grab it out of the drawer, and it was hot. And her oh. sister 
to this day thinks she had a haunted hair straightener <laughs> because she never told her to this day that she had borrowed it and oh didn't tell God. her. Yeah, I feel like that's a more common than people think. But yeah. Definitely a um, happy note that sometimes some of your paranormal things can be explained by your friends that are either pranking you or don't want to admit something to you. <laughs> I've, okay, so I've had moments like that where something does not make sense. And I always, like, after I watch The Matrix, I always see it in my mind as, like, a glitch in The Matrix. Have you seen The Matrix? Long ago. Okay. So it's essentially when things happen you can't explain. It's because in the written code simulation that we're all living in, in this world, it's a glitch that, like, was a computer glitch or something happened. Someone typed the code wrong? Yeah, someone typed the code wrong. So something that shouldn't be there is somewhere else. For example, I look at you, and then that pumpkin that has been there since... Explodes! Well, it's, like, it's over there. Like something that just like uh, like 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 doesn't yeah. make sense. Okay. So there was one time when I was working at my old restaurant and I swear to god this is not even like scary. It was about french fries, garlic french fries. It's terrifying. But I there were some extra french fries that had been I had ordered my food. I was at the end of my shift, so I was going to eat at the restaurant in the back, and then I was going to go home. And there were some extra French fries that were in the window that, like, were meant to go out to a customer, but, like, no one had sent them, so they said I could eat them. Now, I specifically remember, like, I would put money on the fact that I took those French fries off the hot plate and put them on the booth with my food, because I remember seeing I ordered a burger, and then a burger and fries sitting together. A friend or one of my coworkers said something to me, and I turned my head, and I went to talk to them, and I turned my head back, and there was no one that was around me except me and her. And I was talking to her. She couldn't have done it. My french fries there back on the hot plate. Are you sure that no one could have been there and like, I, I you would mean, have heard them, you think? I mean, I, maybe somebody could have walked up behind me and tried them. But why would someone take the french fries from the table next to my food and put them back on the hot plate? Right, because that's actually, if they worked there, that's like a violation of right and like also safety. it wasn't like I just like it was next to my burger like my fry and clearly I was about to sit down and eat them why would someone <laughs> that have taken and not put if they were gonna like oh I want to heat up Sierra's food why have they not put everything back on the hot plate like just the fries but I remember I turned around and I said to the girl and I was like wait did you not just see me take that she was like yeah you did <laughs> so either somebody came up behind me and was trying to play a joke on me and put the french fries back on the hot plate mm -hmm. or there's a glitch in the matrix and that like moment like it was like a time warp where it like reset and i hadn't actually gotten the fries yet the only logical explanation <laughs> i don't necessarily think that like there's a ghost in my restaurant that was trying to like mess with me and put the french fries back on the hot plate but there are some unexplained i could not explain yeah. that i could not explain that and i think there have been other times where you know people have done things like oh like I put the scissors away. I know I put the scissors away. And then all of a sudden, you know, they're back on the table and you're like, what? Or like we got a message of this girl who was walking to her car and she left at 830. And then she was positive. She left at 830. She looked at her phone. She walked up the flight of stairs to get in her car and her car said 945 and she had missed her class. And then her phone, she looked at her phone again and her phone said 945. And she swears that there, she can't explain it. And she just time jumped or something. And I was like, I'm trying to understand what happened here. Like, is I think it it's possible savings? that her watch or whatever was slow and she had been looking at the wrong clock all day. But no, but that's what the thing is. She had looked at her phone as she was walking to her car. It said 830. She got in her car. Her car said 945. 
And she was like, what? So then she looked at her phone again and her phone said 945. Like within minutes of looking at it, it said 830. You know, I've actually had an experience with a time warp as well. I, <laughs> I, We've gone from the paranormal to the time warps, people. No, there was a time where that happened to me where... Okay, every day is a time warp for Sierra Green because I'll say, hey, let's meet up at one o'clock. And then she'll text me at 230 and be like, leaving now. Uh, got a little caught up. <laughs> okay, it's never that bad. It's usually like 15 minutes. But anyway... 30. So, I was early today. Yeah, today is the exception. Okay, well, this is not roast Sierra time. This is talk about is time, time warps time. and paranormal time. Okay. That happened to me once with a class in college where I remember I my alarm was set for the same time every day. And I got up and my class started at 11. And I remember that I everything was the same. And I swear, you know, my alarm went off at the same time. And maybe I just got like ready in rapid time and I lost track of what hour it was. So, it was everything was like normal. I like grabbed a quick breakfast at the calf. I biked to campus. I locked up my bike and I walk into, I, it was like uh, 50, 58 at that point. And mm -hmm. I was like running into class because I was like, I think I was about to be late. And I run in and class is already in session. Like the entire class is in session and I don't recognize anyone in the class. <laughs> and I was like, and I had like run in and it was like, cause I thought the class started at 11. So I thought it was 1058 and I was just going to like find my seat and start class. Mm -hmm. But people would probably still be trickling in. I like burst in the door and everyone turns and looks at me. And I was, I was like absolutely flabbergasted. I had no idea what had happened. I was like, I did my morning routine exactly the same. I look at my phone and it's, I'm an hour early. So it was 9.58 and that class had was just finishing up. It sounds like daylight savings to me. Well, or it was just, yeah, something where I had accidentally gotten up an hour early or that I gave myself like more time than usual and I just got ready like really fast. I don't know what it was. It's but probably daylight savings. Was it fallback? Was it on a... No, but actually daylight savings happens on a Sunday. It always happens on a Sunday, so things like that don't happen. Huh. So anyway, it was just, I, I think I just made some error with like how I got ready in the morning, but I had remember looking at the clock and everything made perfect sense all morning <laughs> and I was an hour early to my class. So I have no idea what happened. That's that definitely day. a glitch in the matrix that Sierra Green would be an hour early to anything. <laughs> anyway, so then I just went and sat on campus and got like a coffee and sat for an hour until my class. And watched all those people that you walked in on like awkwardly walk out of the class. <laughs> yeah, I remember I stood there in the doorway for a minute. Everyone was looking at me, including the teacher. And I didn't know who any of these people were and I was just like... I'm so sorry. And I just like backed up and I left and then tried to put the pieces together. All right, folks. So that concludes our spooky, scary, ghost story parent. I guess most of them were ghost stories. After this, we're actually just going to get in the car and pick up a Ouija board and go to the Radisson LAX uh, hotel oh, on the sixth floor. No, it was the Renaissance Inn. Okay, Renaissance, Renaissance Hotel. Yes. yes. And we're going to go perform a seance. Just kidding. She's actually How about no? <laughs> Anyway, thank you so much for sharing your spooky ghost stories with us. Some yeah, of those that were, was... like, really chilling, I gotta admit. No, when I was reading them, like, I got I got the goosebumps more than once. More than once, indeed. But it was very fun also at the same time. So I hope you guys enjoyed this little break from reality. Just fun. Well, not... Kind of fun. Kind of terrifying. But it's story. fun to also... I love specials. Like, it's fun to have, like, a theme and a break away from what we usually do on this podcast. It's fun to, like, yeah. kind of break away from, like... Your 20s or our silly stuff or our advice episodes. And, and make go it back to the 1920s. <laughs> or the 1820s. Exactly. Or the 1720s. Anyway, thanks so much for listening. <laughs>
I thought we were done with that. <laughs> no! <laughs> you gotta there. have the theme music. Oh my god. Anyway. This has been a blast. Uh, comment on our recent Instagram post, what you're gonna be for Halloween, if you've had any scary encounters, what your socially distanced Halloween plans are. We would love to have you be a part of the podcast, a part of the experience, a part of the spooky scary skeletons. We can't wait to see you guys next week. Bye! Keep your fingers crossed. Keep your skeleton bones crossed. And vote. And vote. Peace out. Bye.